What's going on here? Resistance is futile. This, indeed, you are powerful. Is in my hand. Fan effect. All right, what to watch. It's Friday. Joining us for the details and suggestions, of course, but we always take his advice. It's Andy Farnsworth, host of The Movie Show and KSL's Fan Effect Podcast. Thanks, Dan. What are we going to watch, Andy? Well, we've got to start with the big one, which is Ninja Turtles. We've had several movies based on the Ninja Turtles franchise over the 40 years. They've been around 40 years. Wow. From a live-action version in the early 90s, an animated version in the mid-2000s, a hybrid of live-action and CG in the 2010s done by Michael Bay, and now in the 2020s, we get a full CG animated version again. In Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, we get a new take on the origin story of the four turtles, Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo, and Raphael, as well as their master Splinter, who happens to be a rat. This version of the pizza-loving heroes in a half shell comes from the mind of Seth Rogen, who also voices a character in the movie. In this new retelling, the turtles still become humanoid after wandering through some glowing green ooze that fell into the New York City sewers. After Splinter, who's voiced by Jackie Chan in this, he trains the boys in combat mostly by them watching internet videos on how to do martial arts. The turtles don't understand why he won't let them go up to the surface world and be regular teenagers. But when other mutants start appearing in the city, one of them voiced hilariously by Ice Cube, the turtles team up with student journalist April O'Neil to try and protect the city and hopefully find their own place in it. I really liked how Rogan and the movie's directors decided to make their own version of the Turtles' story. They really emphasized their teenageness in hilarious ways. Other characters that will be familiar to longtime Turtles fans show up, but their roles in the story are probably not what you're thinking they will be. There are plenty of Easter eggs for even the most diehard fans. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles' Mutant Mayhem is rated PG and surprisingly accessible to all ages. There is a bit of animated throw-up in one scene played for laughs, but that's about it. I thought it was a very good effort. I enjoyed watching it, and so did my kids. As a fan who dates back to the 1980s, I give it three out of four stars. It is playing only in theaters. Next up is a charming little movie that has really flown under the radar leading up to its release. In fact, I didn't even get any info about it until almost the last minute this week, but I'm really glad that I did. The movie is called Dreamin' Wild, and it's based on a true story that proves you never know when your dream might come true. Casey Affleck and Walton Goggins star as Donnie and Joe Emerson, two guys who self-produced and published a music album as teenagers in the late 70s. It just didn't sell very well. Three decades later, though, the Emerson family gets a call from a promoter who tells them the album has been rediscovered and is now in demand among music fans. It's an amazing second chance for the talented Donnie, who now has to figure out how to handle his new shot at a musical career and deal with some personal burdens he's been carrying for years. Again, I thought this movie was charming, emotional, and real. Knowing this really happened made it even more compelling. Affleck is great as the talented but tortured Ben, as was Noah Jupe as the teenage version of Donnie. There's also Bo Bridges as the boy's father, Zoe Deschanel as Donnie's wife, and Chris Messina as the music promoter. So like I said, I was surprised to have heard so little about the movie with such a great cast. Dreamin' Wild is the kind of movie they just don't make enough of anymore, something that's appropriate for the family and uplifting at the same time. And the music is great which uh, much of it is the original compositions of the real Donnie Emerson, who also performed the songs in the movie. I give it three and a half out of four stars. Dreamin' Wild is rated PG and is only in theaters, and it is worth seeking out. The next movie on our list today, unfortunately, I did not enjoy as much. Shortcomings is the directorial debut of an actor I like a lot, Randall Park. It's based on a graphic novel, and it premiered at Sundance. 
Shortcoming stars Justin Min as an Asian-American guy named Ben. He's a film snob who also happens to manage a small movie theater in California that only shows snobby films. When his girlfriend Miko heads off to New York for an internship, Ben alternates between trying unsuccessfully to date two different white girls and leaving sad or angry messages on Miko's voicemail. When his best friend Alice eventually moves to New York, Ben finally goes there too, hoping to resolve things with Miko. Here's the bottom line. While Shortcomings has some funny moments, Ben is just too unlikable a character for me to have much, if any, sympathy for him. Honestly, the resolution of the movie left me dissatisfied, and that was in large part because of Ben. He hates himself so much in the film that he negatively affects everyone around him. And eventually, Ice just started to go along with it and dislike him, too. When I was done with the movie, I wasn't sure what I was supposed to have taken away from it. Shortcomings is one and a half out of four star movie for me. It's rated R, and it's only in theaters. Now, moving on to streaming, over on Prime Video by Amazon, we have a new dramatic miniseries based on the international best-selling book, The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart. Alice is a nine-year-old Australian girl who's sent to live with her grandmother June's, live on her grandmother June's flower farm after Alice's extremely abusive father, Clem, and her pregnant mother, Agnes, die in a mysterious fire at their home. Once there, Alice finds out the farm is actually a haven for battered women seeking to get away from abusive relationships, which is ironic because June, played by Sigourney, Gorney Weaver, is actually the mother of Alice's abusive father. But that only begins to touch on the many mysteries, lies, and secrets in Alice's life and in her family history. I was surprised how much I was drawn into the story as I watched the series unfold. It's very soap opera-y in the different and often secret relationships between characters that you learn about in bits and pieces along the way. It's also very heavy subject matters. It deals with physical abuse of women and children, some of which is depicted on screen and was hard to watch and listen to. I have no doubt that the, uh, the content will be triggering for some people, and they even show the show itself runs warnings at the beginning of each episode about it. There was a message of hope and positivity for those who were victims of domestic violence, but it also kind of frightened me, honestly, uh, at the possibility of my own daughters ever having to go through something like that. Ultimately, the flowers of Alice Hart, the lost flowers of Alice Hart, will be something you'll have to decide if you're up for this subject matter before you watch it. It's rated TVMA, and it's streaming a new episode each week on Prime Video. Now, for the honorable mention list, stuff we don't have time to dig deeper into. Leading off is a sequel to the surprise summer hit from 2018 about a supergiant shark called a Megalodon. Meg 2, The Trench, brings back Jason Statham as the deep-sea diver who's battled these 75-foot-long monsters before. In this outing, an evil deep-sea drilling operation stirs up the giant sharks, and it's up to Statham to save the day. As you can see from the trailer clips, this is played for silly laughs as much as trying to scare you with giant sharks. They didn't screen it for critics, which is never a good sign for a movie's quality. Meg 2, The Trench is rated PG-13, and it's only in theaters. And finally, fans of the sci-fi animated show Futurama will be pleased to see that the cartoon comedy is back from cancellation once again. The show originally premiered on Fox back in 1999, and it's been canceled twice before coming back the first time back in the early 2010s on Comedy Central before getting the axe again. Now it's back this time on Hulu for what is officially its 11th season, though several seasons were actually just straight-to-DVD movies back in the late 2000s. This is a very funny show that I have enjoyed for many years. It's from the creators of The Simpsons, just to give you an idea of uh, the type of humor you'll get. Futurama is rated TV-14, and episodes drop weekly on Hulu. Now, looking ahead to next week, our favorite murder-solving podcast, Thruple, is back on Hulu with a new season of Only Murders in the Building. There's also a new action movie starring Gal Gadot... And a horror movie about Dracula on a boat. Oh. Well, okay. I mean, never thought he'd be on a boat.
does he get squeamish or seasick? You couldn't tell because he's already white. He's already pale, right? Yeah, so. he only comes out at night on the boat, so it's yeah. kind of like night boat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, uh, Andy. My kids, by the way, saw Ninja Turtles yesterday. Loved it. It's great that it's something that's been around for 40 years, but kind of can reinvent well, it's been reinventing so, uh, so many times, you wonder, okay, yeah. is it going to get stale? No, they said this, and the animation style is really cool. In this it is. Show. It's the kind of the Spider-Verse yeah. style of kind yeah. of cool animation. Yep, huh. They loved it. Thanks, Andy. You're welcome. All right. Hey, thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful, and I invite you to check out my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on ksltv.com. I'll see you there.